This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And as always on our website, you can click on the radio page to check out all of our past shows and also subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, listeners, though it's one of the most important parts of a person's financial life, Some people avoid dealing with their legacy plan because it means spending some time thinking about what you'd like done with your assets after you've died. And nobody likes to think about dying, but why not look at the situation through a different lens? If you build your legacy plan prior to retirement or shortly after retirement, when you're healthy, you've taken a huge project off your plate. And moving forward from there, you need only adjust your legacy plan as your life circumstances change. And so during our show today, we're going to chat about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes and more importantly, what you can do to avoid them. Uh, To help me examine this topic, I'm going to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. All right. Yeah, I have plenty of questions for you on this one, Nick, because this topic is something I'm actually going through right now. My grandfather passed away and my mom is in a nursing home. So we're trying to figure out the things my dad has inherited from his dad, my grandfather, and where that money's going to go and how that affects the payments for my mom's long-term care. There are so many aspects to legacy planning and estate planning. It's really important to have a solid plan in place early on. And the sooner, the better, I would say. So before we get into that, though, to answer your question, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Nick, how are you doing? Things are going great. Things are going great, Tony. We're getting into the fall season here in the Rogue Valley. It's beautiful. The weather's phenomenal. Oh, um, and uh, we've, beaten with, we've been meeting with lots of clients and doing a couple of client events. I actually have one coming up on, on estate planning and legacy planning that we're talking about today. So pretty timely. Yeah. This is great. This is a timely topic for both you and I then. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there, if they don't have a plan or an updated estate or legacy plan, they need one. And the sooner, the better. It's like a a tree. When's the best time to plant a tree? (laughs) 20 years ago. Exactly. When's the second best time? Right now. (laughs) Right? Today. I was going to say 19 years ago. (laughs) The second best time is today. Uh, if If you didn't do it 20 years ago, do it today, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Well, hey. Uh, Nick, uh, let's do this thing. And again, it is timely. And I know you're an advocate of crafting a strong legacy plan. Uh, Is there a particular reason you chose today's topic? Well, I I would say this is probably the number one topic that we discuss with our clients, Tony, uh, outside of just their investment plans, because you got to get this right. And it changes so much. So 
Here's what I would tell you, you know, first and foremost, the legacy planning process, you know, it comes down to one very, very simple idea, right? It's about taking control of your financial situation before something unexpectedly pops, pops up and takes control away from you, right? And so the first legacy planning mistake that I think our listeners need to be aware of and to avoid is just honestly just not having a real plan. I mean, it's, it's about as simple as it gets. I mean, note that I said a real plan and not just a plan because many people that I sit down with have the beginning of their plan jotted down somewhere or ideas for a plan that they, that they want to establish. But that's not going to cut it because here's the deal. If you don't have a will or a trust button up, you know, your state succession planning laws and the probate uh, probate process is, is really going to call the shots about where your assets end up. And so do you want to call the shots or do you want the lawyers and some judge to call the shots when you uh, pass away? And so it's just incredibly important to talk about this with your financial planner and uh, an attorney and help, uh, you know, help you use their resources to help you build a legacy plan that, you know, respects your wishes. Yeah. And I know that uh, this is something you do for your clients there at Jones and Associates. Uh, you have the estate planning attorney and of course, as financial advisors, uh, that's how you help people. And you got to put the heavy hitters in your corner. So I encourage our listeners to give you a call on this uh, what's next? So the next thing is not promptly updating your legacy plan um, as your circumstances change throughout the life. That's a huge mistake that people uh, need to seek to avoid because this is uh, a critical part of uh, anybody's financial journey. It's just to make sure that you emphasize, um, you know, again, and I emphasize to my clients, it's so important. A, a legacy plan is definitely not just a set it and forget it type of thing. You need to be proactive with it. If you move to a new state or if you work with a new financial services professional, um, you need to talk to them about the state laws that may you know, necessitate you to make some serious adjustments in your plan. I mean, if you have a new child or if your spouse dies or if you want to change your designated beneficiaries, uh, th these are all just such important things. And, you know, another thing to note here, Tony, is uh, I talk about this uh, with, with so many people. When major federal legislation is signed into law, um, many times that changes your tax status and other parts of your financial life. And if you don't discuss that and how it's going to affect your legacy plan, you're just at, doing a huge disservice to yourself. I mean, this changes all the time and we have to review it. Yeah, you need to discuss those changes uh, with uh, a financial services professional like yourself and you'll bring in uh, an attorney also if it involves the estate planning. And I think that's a great point when something like, say, the recent Inflation Reduction Act is signed into law. And we talked about that in a past show. Uh, my first instinct while reading about it isn't, how is this going to affect my legacy plan? I'll be honest. <laughs> right. But, but maybe it should be, right? D definitely, because, you know, there's lots of things that could be built into uh, that legislation that could change things, you sure. know, and, um, another thing that I wanted to mention today too, Tony is, you know, not adequately preparing for disability and long-term care is probably the next common legacy planning error. And, you know, after all, I mean, roughly about 70% of the people, uh, that are listening that are over the age of 65 and older will eventually need some type of long-term care services. And so, you know, um, currently a private nursing home, um, runs about $100,000 a year, and home health aid uh, will run you somewhere around $50,000 a year. Long-term care 
may be one of the biggest unfunded retirement risks that retirees and near retirees face. And so just very, very important to think about that as part of your legacy plan. Well, and that's a huge thing that I'm personally dealing with right now. Sure, your mom, right? Because of my mom and because of what my dad inherited and what the state could come after and get to help pay for her long-term care. And this is something that they all didn't think about far enough in advance, right? That's right. And so uh, long-term care can completely derail an inheritance or a legacy plan or an estate plan. And so you need to have a plan in place uh, on how you're going to deal with that, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, um, uh, a trust or some type of uh, inheritance, maybe skip the generation. So it goes to the adult children in their name, and that way it doesn't affect the long-term care of your parents. Uh, these types of things are things that have to be considered in advance. And the longer you wait to talk about it, uh, the worse it gets. How can we avoid that legacy planning mistake? So uh, the key here, Tony, is, you know, um, if you're still working, you need to discuss disability planning with with your financial services professional um, so that you can be sure that you have, uh, you know, the appropriate amount of short and long-term disability insurance. And then as you move towards retirement, you should begin focusing more on long-term care planning and how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to receive it. Now, Remember, as you consider both disability and long-term care insurance, the longer you wait, the more you're potentially going to have to pay. And so essentially every year that you wait is going to be a higher price that you're eventually will have to pay. And so just need to discuss this in those midterm years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The longer you wait, the worse it gets. And if that doesn't motivate somebody, I don't know what will. Sure. And, and, and you're correct there. Unfortunately, that does happen with many people. Um, Tony, the next common legacy planning mistake that you'll want to avoid is not adequately preparing for your estate taxes um, that are potential for your liability. Okay. And at the federal level, estate taxes are something of a rich person's problem for sure. The threshold is extremely high, 11, $12 million, but it's potentially a totally different story depending on the state that you live in, um, which, you know, um, makes working with somebody that talks about this or an, or an attorney uh, uh, essential. And so um, several states have inheritance and, and state estate taxes. And so you got to make sure that you understand what those are. And we've talked about this before because it's it's incredibly important for the state of Oregon. Oregon has the lowest threshold for an estate tax. It starts at $1 million in total assets. Wow. So if you pass away in the state of Oregon with a million dollars or more, the state is going to tax your beneficiaries in some regard. And so such a low threshold that so many people will hit it when you think about adding your retirement plans and your house and any other property you might have. A lot of people are going to hit that threshold, something you definitely want to consider and talk to somebody about. Wow. Yeah, that is a low threshold. I didn't realize Oregon had a threshold that was that low. That's got to be one of the lowest, if not the lowest, as you said, right? Yep, it sure is. That's right. Wow. Wow. So we should take a quick break here. But before we do, do you have anything else you want to add for our listeners out there? Well, sure thing. They can always just go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call at 541-773-9567 if they want to discuss this topic or any other topics that uh, we can help them with. All right. Thanks. And we're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk after this. 
Are you apprehensive about what to do with your assets? Maybe you're exposing your assets to more or less risk than you're comfortable with. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions would be happy to help you figure this out. The Color of Money Risk Analysis assesses your financial picture to provide a color of money score that may help you bring your retirement into clearer focus. Take the Color of Money Risk Analysis at our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com, to determine what your risk tolerance is today. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you like more information about our show, you can get a hold of us in a couple of different ways. Simply just reach out to us by phone at 541-773-9567 or go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of great content on there, including what we've been talking about on today's show, where we've been looking at some of the most common mistakes that pop up during legacy planning processing. And so um, you're going to be able to avoid some of those uh, if you ha- if you have help building your plan. And let's talk about that more, Tony. Yeah, definitely. It's been a great one. You noted in our first segment there that not having a plan at all, not promptly updating your plan and not addressing the need for long-term care, uh, those are huge problems and also not factoring your estate's potential tax liability. <clears throat> These are common mistakes that you've seen a lot, I, I take it. I sure it. have. So what do you have for us next? So, Tony, the next common mistake that you want to seek to avoid is incorrectly listing asset ownership. And within this category, you know, a frequent mistake is not jointly owning property with your spouse. Now, of course, there may be certain situations where it makes sense for spouses to, you know, separately own some property. But when when spouses own property together, it builds creditor protections and makes transferring property easier upon the first spouse's death. Okay, and another example of improper ownership of assets is a business owner inadvertently titling a business property right in their own name or when retirement accounts are placed into a trust when the goal is actually to keep them outside of the trust. That comes up so much. Now, in other cases, some people think that they're outsmarting the system by deeding real estate property to their kids or by selling real property for a dollar, let's say, while they're still alive. And in reality, transactions like this are actually considered completed gifts, which could potentially cause and create a huge gift tax liability or at least a requirement to file a gift tax return uh, with our friends at the IRS. And so the (laughs) bottom line here, Tony, okay, is not giving asset ownership the proper attention or or incorrectly executing it and how many headaches that can cause regarding, um, you know, your estate and end of life planning. Got to have conversations about these specific things with your financial advisor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that info has set me up perfectly to deliver my favorite line, Nick. It's important to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, if you aren't already. And even if you are, get a second opinion, right? Definitely. Because everybody, you know, the the key to everything in life is knowledge and things change so quickly in our industry. Lots of clients ask me on occasion, how do you have all this information in your head? And the truth is, it's just because I talk about it every single day with a lot of people. So it gives me the ability to continue to have topics that we want to discuss. Um, Tony, maybe I'll jump to the next common legacy planning mistake, which is a lack of liquidity. Okay. Now, many of us probably realize that asset liquidity is extremely important while you're alive. 
But it's just as important after you pass away because, you know, in fact, it, it may be even more important uh, after you're gone. If your state needs to be divided among, let's say, multiple kids and a surviving spouse or heirs, it's got to have some some good amount of liquidity. And a lot of times people talk to me about how we can do that. Life insurance may be something that you want to discuss with your advisor because it may create some great liquidity uh, you know, at, at the time of your death, uh, or it also might help with dividing your wealth or also paying off debts. Well, and I'm guessing that uh, liquidity is really important for business owners, isn't it? it? It sure is. I mean, for a business owner, liquidity helps make sure that things uh, that are happening with your heirs have the cash that they need to begin operating your business immediately after you pass away. And, you know, if you have something like a buy-sell agreement or another strategy for transferring your business built into your legacy plan, liquidity is absolutely essential. And without sufficient liquidity, that buy-sell agreement may not be able to move forward. And so to me, if this scenario may apply to your situation, you definitely need to talk to somebody about that specific situation, right? And help and have them help you figure out how much liquidity you may need and what strategies you need to help you create this transition plan if something happens. Right. There you go. And that's really important to understand. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are business owners. So hopefully this information inspires them to go back and double check their own legacy plans. I hope it does as well, you know, and um, moving on to the next frequent legacy planning mistake, uh, Tony, it's not adequately addressing the potential impact of income taxes for your beneficiaries. Ah, yes. Okay. This happens uh, yep. a lot. We talk about it a lot. Now, some assets may come with unintended income tax consequences for your beneficiaries. And so, while many of us probably know that IRAs and 401ks have required minimum distributions or RMDs that kick in today at the age of 72 in most cases, fewer people likely know that inherited accounts may also have the RMD requirement. Uh, a 401k or an IRA that's inherited by your adult child that's subject to RMDs may significantly change their tax status, right? I mean, money will need to come out of that account yearly. And in many cases, the traditional IRAs and 401ks, um, you know, the entire distribution is subject to taxes. And the RMD is taxed at ordinary income, which means, you know, you end up having so much income in that situation. I mean, let's just use this as an example. Let's say that you have $500,000 in a retirement account and what would you do if I told you that your child would have to, your adult child would have to spend that down in 10 years? You know, that adds $50,000 a year to their own income, right? And so does that put them in a higher tax bracket? Is it something they need to think about and plan for? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Obviously, you need to plan for these things. And uh, it seems like uh, this is really important. Uh, you have to get it just right. Is there an effective way to prevent this potential mistake? There are many. Um, one is if the original account owner converts to a Roth um, account while they're alive, it's possible that their beneficiary may be able to avoid these taxes when they make withdrawals because Roth distributions, if they are qualified, are often not taxable. 
And remember, you have to pay taxes when you convert a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, but after that, you may be able to enjoy some tax-free growth. And so if your heirs are in a higher tax bracket than you, it may make sense for you to do a conversion during your lifetime with the help of somebody that can kind of do, you know, um, uh, uh, an analysis of how much it's going to cost you and what the benefit would be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about adult children today. You, you've you brought them up. They apply to a lot of what you've said. But does the article say anything or do you know anything about kids who are still kids uh, regarding legacy planning? Yeah. And so, you know, um, the one thing I would say here is not adequately f- uh, factoring your minor children or beneficiaries in is one of the most common mistakes, right? And making sure that your kids are properly cared for in the event of your spouse's um, you know, or, or untimely death may be one of the most important elements of a legacy plan, Tony. Yeah. And so you have to make sure that you have a formal will, right, that that designates your preferred guardian and also have a conversation with that person that you intend to designate so that they're not taken by surprise later on down the road if something happens to you. Just going to keep right on rolling. We've been talking today about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes and what you can do to potentially avoid those mistakes. What do you have for us next, Nick? So one thing I wanted to kind of back up and talk about, Tony, is, you know, the idea that a legacy plan should be entirely focused on tax mitigation is perhaps one of the biggest and most frequently repeated myths in the entire legacy planning process. I mean, certainly, Tony, strategies for taxes are important, but they aren't the the be all and the end all. Right. And and a robust legacy plan may come down to broadening your ambitions beyond taxes to, uh, you know, instead focus on things that are more uh, important about where you want your assets to go. Now, for example, uh, do you own a business that none of your children are interested in taking over after you're gone? I mean, if so, you may want to discuss business continuity plans with somebody, right? And while a business continuity plan will consider taxes, it will also factor things like revenue distribution and creating value. Very, very important details to discuss. Well, yeah, that's huge, actually. Uh, Obviously, that's a big one. And strategy is part of a legacy plan, but it's not the only part of that plan. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The The idea that you should automatically leave, leave everything to your children is another common legacy uh, planning myth, Tony. And <clears throat> while it may sound extremely harsh for me to say, the reality is you don't owe your children anything. And, and most of us will certainly want to leave our loved ones some of our assets. But the point is, um, you can think broader than that. I mean, ask yourself how your assets may be put to their best use. You know, do you have any causes that you have supported along the way in your life? Um, perhaps some of your assets uh, should be directed that way, or perhaps you can create a foundation to support, you know, your preferred cause and leave your kids in charge of that. Um, you know, you can earmark a large portion of your assets to your kids without leaving them everything. Um, to make sure that the things that you stand for and that are important to you survive after your after your passing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's huge. That's what it's all about right there. So don't automatically leave everything to your kids necessarily. I get that. But I'm guessing a person 
should treat their kids equally when it comes to the distribution of assets? Well, um, that's a huge topic I discuss with clients. Uh, the answer to that is not necessarily. Uh, you know, the idea that you have to treat your kids equally by default is uh, a huge planning myth as well. Your kids, just like everyone else, have different skill sets and ambitions. And certainly the idea of leaving your family business to one child and not the other may seem a little strange. Right. But if one child has shown a particular interest in it and aptitude for that business while the other child hasn't, um, doesn't it make sense maybe to leave it to the child who has shown that they want it? And and by trying to divide the business into equitable pieces, you may put the business's long term future at risk if you don't think about and consider those types of things. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it's just it's so important. And as a parent, the idea of not treating your kids the same way may seem like a non-starter, but in truth, you should just focus on what's in each of your children's best interest, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Now, Tony, the idea that you can simply set up a trust and that that will take care of everything is another huge mistake that I've heard a lot, okay? And often a large legacy planning strategy may involve setting up a trust, whether it be revocable or irrevocable. But first and foremost, you need to be fully aware that placing assets into a specific type of trust means that some of those assets are given to a trustee who whose responsibility is, you know, to its beneficiaries, not the person who established the trust. And, and that includes current income beneficiaries and future remainder beneficiaries. Okay. And so the point here, Tony, is different and differing uh, interests can lead to conflict. And particularly if one family member is the trustee and the other family members are the beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I would just like to recommend uh, considering a corporate or professional fiduciary to work with a family member in this time. We do that a lot with our clients. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Uh, like a lot of people, I think I just always thought trusts were pretty straightforward, but obviously there are different kinds. They come with nuances that you definitely have to be aware of. Yes, many more details about trusts and wills that we can cover on another show. Um, but when it comes to, to building your legacy plan, Tony, there I'd just like to maybe give some key takeaways for our listeners. So first, um, you should consider starting with a process that gives you a very, very broad scope and take some time to think about what you want to happen to your wealth and to your family. And then from there, you can move forward with the goal of creating that tax efficiency that we've talked about. Now, next, it is important to not get tripped up by the misconception that those assets must be divided equally among your heirs. Instead, focus on, on making sure that the right assets end up with the right people. Okay, and only utilize a trust if it will actually help you reach your overall goals when it comes to handing off your wealth to the next generation. And then finally, Tony, make sure that your conversations with your advisor are open and frank. Don't hold anything back. That way, you're going to have an advocate who understands your needs and your goals and can help you achieve those. Yeah, and that's what's important. And, you know, I've enjoyed the show today, Nick. It's been a good one. Do you have any final thoughts for us before we have to go? Well, just as always, you know, listeners, if you'd like more information about how to help build a legacy plan or make sure that your assets are distributed in a way that reflects your wishes, please just go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call at 541 773-9567. Happy to help you out. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. 
Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.